Hey everybody, I'm Anna J. Waller, an independent author, but today is not about me. Today is about my guest and Natasha Link. Natasha, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Hi, um, I'm Natasha Link. I am a freelance writer. Um, I also have a blog and I um, am writing a book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how tell me a little bit about what is what is copywriting? Because I don't really know. I know that I copyrighted my manuscript, but I don't know what a copywriter does. Okay, so it's not that at all. <laughs> okay, so I'm way off. <laughs> copywriting with an R. And copywriting okay. with the W are two totally yeah. different things. Okay. So um, if you don't know this, copywriting is like, um, you know, business writing. So if a client wants me to put content on their website, that's web copy. Um, if a client wants me to write a blog for their business geared towards their audience and their clients that's copywriting um if they if somebody wants me to do a product sell sheet for something that their business sells that's copywriting content writing um there's so many different things that can go into it but well, that category yes yeah and i and i don't have a defined uh, niche in it yet. I'm a generalist. I'm just kind of doing a little bit of everything. So, so if I needed, let's say, um, like if I, I if if I needed a professionally done blurb for the back of my book, would that be considered a copywriting thing that I would reach out to you to do? Yep, I could do that. Awesome. Okay, great. Great information. And then um, I wanted to, uh, you said uh, SEO. Um, um, search engine optimization. I thought that's what it was. Okay. Um, so how do you, how do you make, what does that mean for the people who don't know, which um, probably a lot <laughs> so of basically us it's just trying to write content that you know it, it includes keywords but there's other it's kind of detailed but you go into it with the mindset of trying to write things that rank higher in google so you think about things that people would search for and you incorporate those into the document and sometimes you repeat parts that people would look for more so that they rank higher in search engine results because you want to be on that first page. Gotcha. So most you, people don't look beyond the first page of search results. I'm, I'm one of them, maybe page two, but that's, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so if you were writing, um, if you were writing a book, um, say about a diesel repair, I'm just going to pick something really random. 
<laughs> then um, then you would be able to uh, write the copy for for the website that um, that would help them to rank higher in Google. Yes. For for someone looking for a book on diesel repair. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so you, um, one of the things that I, first of all, for you guys that don't follow Natasha, she is one of the kindest and most awesome people on Twitter. Uh, one of the first people that actually was, was kind enough to follow me back. <laughs> and um and she's just awesome but she does this this other thing where she writes insightful heartfelt um articles for an online journal called uh the elephant and do you want to uh tell people what you how you got started doing that and um, sure. about it? so it was just kind of random. I started my blog and um, started to get comfortable just with that. And then I saw an advertisement for Elephant Journal on Facebook. And I was like, hmm, what's this? And I looked at it and, and it looked like um, and pretty much anyone could post on there. Now, um, and then if they like it, they, if they like what you wrote, then they'll promote it to their magazine section. So um, the first one I wrote on there didn't get promoted, but the second one did, and pretty much all of them since. And you write some good stuff on there that has resonated with me personally, and I know that that has probably resonated with a lot of people personally. And I guess that's... Um, you have your bachelor's in psychology, which has, has really helped. I mean, some, some of these articles guys check them out because it's like relationship wise or um, my favorite one that, that, that I've read of yours is uh, the one about um, it's okay to be an outcast because it's, I mean, it pretty much mirrored my, my, childhood growing up I just wanted to to put that out there but yeah that was that was an awesome article thank you so much um and you know it was something that I didn't even really think that much about about the moving so much and how that affected me when I was young until I picked up Brene Brown's book and was like crying as I was reading it. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I felt the same way. This is how I'm feeling. And I wonder, I wondered how many other people felt that way. How many other people felt like they stopped forming close bonds with friendships because they knew they'd have to leave them and things like that. And how that kind of always makes you feel like, even though you might be outgoing and like, make friends easily they sometimes those friendships lack that depth because you're protecting yourself from getting hurt and that can translate into interpersonal relationships not only at work but also the most intimate of race relationships which is with your life partner you know you may not quite feel that that depth of connection because of because you're just kind of conditioned not to. 
<clears throat> so I, 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 um, I found a lot of, uh, interest in, in reading that, uh, because I was like, well, that explains so much because I did move around so often as a kid. And then once I finally got settled somewhere, it almost didn't feel real. I, I just, I kept waiting for something to change. So okay. I have kind of an anticipatory anxiety where I'm afraid of change now because I've had to deal with it for so long. So. I know, I, I felt kind of the opposite, like, all right, it's time to leave. Like, what, what do you mean we're not going to move again? Like, what, what is this? I need a change. So what, so what, what other blogs do you do? Do you have, uh, not just, you have your own, you, you have your website, you have your blog on there. Um, I don't actually have my blog on my website. It's, um, when I first started my blog, when I, I, <laughs> I was just starting out. So I was just kind of getting my feet wet, I guess, so to speak. And so when I look back on some of my first blog posts, they're kind of cringy. <laughs> I do that with Twitter. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many semicolons. <laughs> so I'd almost have to go back and edit them all before I'd want to really <laughs> push them out into the world. <laughs> Um, but I do, I share all my elephant journal articles on there because I do have a little bit of a following on my, on WordPress too. And I put my poems on there as well. And I put my poems on Instagram, occasionally on Twitter, but yeah. So you write, so you write insightful, uh, psychological uh, po blog posts uh, as as well as poetry, as well as copywriting, SEO. So the, what can't, what, what don't you do? <laughs> I, I really am just kind of trying everything out, you know, and, and I just, I realized that, and at this point, I'm willing to take on any project because I feel like anything I do helps me grow both as a writer and as a person. I mean, the other day, a guy, messaged me and wanted me to do a script <laughs> and I was like what I had never done that before and I'm like well what the hell I'll try it and he loved it and it was like that was fun and I encourage writers to try new things because I didn't when I first started writing it was purely nonfiction, personal essays and now I'm doing fiction and I didn't know I was going to write fiction or love it as much as I do. And so what happened was I started doing these fiction, flash fiction writing prompts with my writer's group once a month. And that kind of led to me writing an entire book <laughs> that was purely accidental, but these same characters were showing up in every prompt that we were doing. And they were in my group was like, you need to write their story. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And then I just, one day I was like, well, I'll just start and then maybe it'll just be a short little piece. And then it, it kept going. And now I'm at over 60,000 words and Whoa. <laughs> almost done with the book. So that is awesome. And so did, have you decided yet what uh, route you want to take? If you want to go, um, if you want to try and go traditional publishing or if you want to self-publish? 
I'm really torn. Um, I think I might try querying and try the traditional route for a couple months, but I really want to get this book out there. Um, It's, it's a steamy romance book, but there's a lot of depth to it. And I just, it's important for me to get it out there. So if it's taking too long, I'm kind of an impatient person. If it's taking too long, I might just self-publish it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and, you know, you bring up um, that. Oh, you froze on me again. Oh, no. Anna? I'm here. I'm here. Can you see me? You have to be quiet. You got me? We can edit that part out. Okay, you froze okay. on me again. <laughs> That's our, we'll edit that out. So, um, okay. so you mentioned about the book having a lot of depth. Do you feel like uh, having a background in psychology helps you to create more meaningful character arcs? How does that help in building uh, relationships, healthy relationships in your writing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it makes my characters more human, um, more relatable, more complex. Uh, definitely as one of my beta readers says, like you are so good at writing those little quirks and idiosyncrasies that make the characters unique and bring them to life. And I think that having that background in psychology definitely plays a role in that. Well, that you, you know, that's how you fall in love with a character a lot of times is by those just small little things that, that make them, you know, stand out amongst the crowd of secondary characters, maybe not your main character, but secondary characters that play off of your main character. So, yeah, I think so. So your uh, your work in progress right now is um, your uh, it's with beta readers. You know, I've have you had a good experience with with betas? Yeah, with your beta readers, I I I've struggled to find a good critique partner um, and a good beta reader do you have any tips for (laughs) me for for anyone in general that's looking to to kind of set up that sounding board because I think I think you need that as an author to hear you know I know that that you know you've had some people um with maybe not that positive of feedback that you have to guys as an author you have to be able to take that negative feedback and say, "From I'm looking at it from an author's point of view. Yeah. They're looking at it from a reader's point of view. I need to listen to them. Yeah. Well, and it's always your choice, but it's good to create, create connections with people that you trust and that you feel they have a comfortable relationship with. Um, two of my beta readers are 
other elephant journal writers. Um, so we also look at each other's articles and stuff too. Um, so then it was like, well, do you want to look at my book and give me your thoughts on that? And, and the great thing is they're not afraid to tell me <laughs> what they think. Like one of, one of them is like, she's nuts. <laughs> about my main character and I'm like yeah she's a little bit but you know she she grows and changes through the story but <laughs> I know sometimes you just want to say wait but it gets just better just right. wait re finish reading it and then we'll talk about it because you don't know what's coming up Eddie. right and, and I've been sending it a chapter at a time because I feel like that's less overwhelming for people to read that's true and that's true I mean I know when someone sends me their whole manuscript I'm like oh boy <laughs> so I just send a chapter at a time and then they can give me notes on that chapter what they what their thoughts were and it just seems to work better um but I have some found some really great oops oh, I got really great writing critique partners that um are willing to give me their actual thoughts and sometimes I disagree <laughs> sometimes I'm just like nope I'm not changing that <laughs> and and I I will agree with that um I had to take some pretty harsh criticism in the beginning uh with uh with Garcane with the 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 love interest I learned what a cinnamon roll is I've never heard that term before, but apparently it's a, um, a, a love interest that is kind of a pushover. I've never heard that either. <laughs> I haven't either. And it was from, it was from a, 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 I found my beta readers um, on Facebook in the groups that I, what my demographic that I was marketing, I knew I would be marketing towards. And so their, their input and their feedback from, from their point of view was essential to me. And uh, yeah, I, I learned what a cinnamon roll is and it killed me because they said, you know, Roan, he's, he's kind of a cinnamon roll. And I was like, <laughs> so I had to go back. And once I objectively looked at the manuscript, they were kind of right. So sometimes it helps to, to get that tough, that tough love feedback. Yeah. And, and sometimes it is helpful because even if you disagree with it, you think, okay, what, what are they not seeing about this character that I see in my head and how can I yep. get that across more? What, what can I add? What kind of scene could I add here so that they see that he is kind and not egotistical. And when he says this, he's, He's joking. He's not being a player like type of those little things that they're like, well, she wouldn't like if he said that to her because of the emotional state she's in. And I'm like, but you don't know her. And she would like that, actually. <laughs> and then but I have then... to figure out what I can do from point A to point B to make that more realistic. Yeah. And, and yeah, I've definitely, um, I've, I've, I've seen that where I've missed a couple of things where I, or I missed opportunities to show the character, um, character arc or character development in the specific character and going back, then I was able to, to flesh that out a little bit more. And 
I'm, I don't know about you, but I see so many people that say, um, oh my God, my manuscript is 170,000 words and I've got to cut it down so badly. I have the opposite problem. What, what about, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I'm at 60,000 words right now and my goal was to get to 80 and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there at least with this first draft. Now, as I go back through, I might be able to add detail here and there, but I'm also not going to force it to be bigger, but yeah, I'm more of an underwriter than an overwriter. But I also, I edit as I go too. So I'm not just like, like I read back through every, like I've, I've already revised the first couple of chapters a few times based on things people have said, and I'm not even finished writing the book yet. <laughs> I'm just kind of breaking all the rules. <laughs> but That's the good thing about writing is that they're, they're your rules to break. And when sometimes people break the rules, it, I've always heard you never do a, an epilogue. Uh, that it's just never done well. And, uh, but for me, uh, I've seen epilogues that have been executed exceptionally well that are from a different character's point of view that change your entire perception of the, uh, of the, the character uh, or of a character or of the story that you've read so far and makes you want to reread the book and see it in a different light. So I think, I think that whenever it comes to rules, you know, they're yours to do with what you want. Yeah. I mean, I think that epilogues can be great sometimes depending on how a book ends. And if a book ends and it's kind of open ended or, and you want more, but the author doesn't feel like they have enough to write a whole sequel, then maybe they just write an epilogue to say where they are now. Like, okay, a year or two later, this is what where they're at type of thing, depending. Right. I don't know. I'm not, to- I'm not sold one way or the other. I mean, I think it's a very personal choice for a writer. I don't think I, I get really upset when people say no adverbs too, because sometimes you need them. <laughs> yes. And I have a character that, um, that is, um, uses in her, in dialogue actually, and like, because that's her personality. And I see never use uh, actually, or like, you know, the pro writing aid or Grammarly always wants to take it out. And I'm like, yeah, that's her personality. And she's all like, and actually, and so, you know, I'm like, I, you have to choose to keep what, I mean, you know, your book. So. Right. Well, and dialogue is so different too. (laughs) I mean, Dialogue <laughs> real people through. don't speak perfectly real <laughs> people have errors in grammar and they say weird things so dialogue's <laughs> a different beast I think <laughs> yeah so when uh do you have a like a target time for finishing your manuscript are we gonna see something from you soon 
I want to finish it at least this first draft within the next month or two. And then I don't know how much time I'll take away from it. I know that they recommend, they recommend taking time away from it before tackling the rewrite. I don't know that I'll do that because I've already been working on the rewrite as I'm writing. So I, I kind of just want to keep going with it. And you know, that creative flow of energy that I have, you know, I don't plan anything out for my story. I was going to ask, are you a planner or a pantser? Because I'm a total pantser. I am a pantser as well. I, I get just as surprised by the twists <laughs> in this story as my readers will be, because I don't see it coming. I just am writing and then, I'm, and then the characters make a decision. And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, <laughs> yes. okay, we're going to go yes. this. Exactly. That's, that's one of the great things about being a pantser to me is that my characters will sometimes take me places that I didn't, I mean, I might have to get them back on track sometimes, <laughs> but, but they'll, they'll, they'll take on a, a life and a form of their own whenever you're a pantser. I feel too constrained um, by, by sitting down and plotting something out. I like for the story to just kind of organically explode. Yes, definitely. I feel the same That's way. That's fun. It's fun. It's it's way fun. And <laughs> and I'm just not I don't know, just the I'm I'd also I don't outline any of my articles or anything either. I just go with it and then you shape it back up as through the editing process, you know? Right. Exactly. I saw a quote um, not too long ago that I totally agree with and I loved it. Um, if you don't write anything at all, there's nothing for you to fix. Right. So, I mean, you go into, sometimes I have to go into a chapter or a, a completely new manuscript saying, I know at first this is going to suck. I know that I'm not going to get it right the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, but maybe by the fifth or sixth time of going through and revising it. You, and you even admitted that you're starting to fall in love with the editing phase. I am. I am. I didn't think I'd ever say that. <laughs> I really didn't. At first I hated editing. I just wanted to write and I wanted to have someone else edit it for me. I didn't want to look at it again. <laughs> But now I, I'm really enjoying it. Actually, like I'm, I, I look at it as like polishing it up, like spit shining it to make it perfect. And it's, it is it's enjoyable. Kind of, yeah, it it is. If you if it is what you make it. So yeah. if you go into it with drudgery, like I did in the beginning, it it was painful. The the revising process and the editing process. I look at it completely different now that I'm on the third book because I'm like, where can I find opportunities to flesh out this part of this character or uh, add some interesting twist that will come up later, like an Easter egg, like hiding things, you know, as I'm going along and, and editing. So now I've kind of 
started to get where it's it's fun but yes in the beginning i dreaded it yeah it was it was horrible but it's yeah. gotten better yeah yeah and then you read through it and you're like oh all of that hard work was totally worth it because it reads so much smoother and yeah. you're chuckling to yourself whenever you find the little thing that you put in there yeah so yeah definitely what would, so what is the what got you into wanting to from writing poetry and writing um and the elephant to saying hey i'm gonna write a full-on uh 60 000 word romance novel i don't know <laughs> perfect answer i i planned on writing an entirely different book so um I, I actually have like two other books that I want to write at some point. Um, one would be more like spiritual, inspirational. And then the other one would be more like a memoir style self-help book, kind of in line with my elephant journal articles. Um, the spiritual inspirational one, I am undecided whether to write it from a nonfiction standpoint or a fiction standpoint, but my friend who is helping me edit my book says I'm a primo fiction writer and I should write it fiction so <laughs> I might go. go that route um I don't know I guess it'll just take on its own shape but yeah this book was entirely unplanned and but it's been really fun to write and it's really fun to hear feedback on from people who enjoy reading it and and getting their insight to, um, to how I can make it better. And um, sometimes I take the advice and sometimes I don't, <laughs> like you said, but, but it's, it's been a fun process. And, and I think everyone should try something different. Everyone should try something like if you only write sci-fi or fantasy or nonfiction history, I don't know, you should always try a different genre and because I had never planned on writing this and it's been the most fun writing I've done in my entire life. And if I would never tried, I would never have found that out. So. See, and I, I, um, I've stayed with the, uh, I, I did, um, a thriller that, um, I briefly put out into the world and then took back because I keep, I keep coming back to fantasy and uh, young adult fantasy, new adult fantasy specifically, because I think that it just, that's what I grew, uh, grew up kind of reading was uh, as an escape from reality. I know as a psychologist, you probably read all kinds of stuff into that, but, uh, but yeah, it is, it's fun to imagine, especially right now, anywhere but earth or any situation but earth so I don't know if it's like this for you but even just the writing process is almost like an escape yep it is yeah I think everybody kind of needs a little escape from reality with everything that's going on in the world right yeah. now and I don't know I also think because we're not 
getting that socialization, that interaction with other people. Um, a lot of us, I, I don't know about you, I'm an extrovert. So I really enjoy socializing with people and being out and about. So I'm happy that I have this because it occupies my mind and my time. Yes. And I don't, I might be going a little bit crazier otherwise if I didn't write, if I didn't have this hobby, this passion for this. I don't, I don't know. I'd probably be nuts. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh, that's how I, I feel about it too, is that uh, see, I, I, I am an introvert. I'm a forced extrovert because of work, because of the line of work that I've been in. But um, as far as um, as far as my or my default personality, I'm very much an introvert, uh, and so. But I have to still have that without having a whole lot of human contact. Which, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, right now we just that's lacking, and so there has to be some way to to exercise the mind and to um, to kind of, uh, even if you live vicariously through the, the physical interactions of your characters, you know, you're still, I think that kind of helps. It helps me in a way to do that. Well, and, and just getting to talk about it with other writers and in the writing community and getting to have that interaction, at least that way, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I think it's super fun and it's fun to hear other people's ideas and- Oh yes. And I mean, that's why I love Twitter so much because there's always something interesting that somebody's posting about or asking about, or there's always something, some conversation starter or some idea or some thought and, and it's just, and I you're probably really spend way too much that. time on there. But, <laughs> but. And you're really good at that, by the way. Uh, uh, posing thought-provoking questions or ways that... Um, I really love those questions that challenge you to think about a preconceived notion that you might have had in a different way. And I think that just the simple act of doing that for a Twitter question can sometimes spark creativity and and you're like now that I'm thinking about it that way that would make a pretty good twist or arc and a story and then before you know it then you've got you know something already brewing I know you said that you've got a couple of uh work in pro uh, a couple of WIPs work in progresses that are on the back burner yeah and I think Everybody does. I know I've got a couple that, how do you keep, tra how do you keep track of them? Cause I keep a notebook and I just jot down nonsensical. If anybody were to read it, they would probably have me committed, but <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm so chaotic. Um, I will open up a word document and just type some random stuff and it's there. And then like, if I'm, like right now I'm pretty devoted to my book, but if there's time, 
I have like so many half written articles too <laughs> that I go back to. And sometimes they'll be like, I want to be finished. And I'm like, okay, I'll finish you. <laughs> Cause like that, there was one I wrote a while back. Um, don't we all have daddy issues? Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I, 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 read I started that. that months and months and months ago and just left it sitting forever. And then the other weekend, it just, it popped up in my mind that it, I should finish it. And I did. And, and it was, it was a good article for a lot of people. I think it resonated whether they had a similar issue or not. Um, you, I think a lot of people have emotional unavailability issues stemming from their relationships with their parents. So. Um, yeah, I, can definitely agree with you. And as I said before, your articles that you write for the elephant, I enjoy uh, so much. Uh, I, I try and share them uh, because they, <laughs> that's okay. No, your, your articles that you write for the elephant are so insightful and I do try and share them. Thank because, you. I really appreciate that. No, they are because, um, I, 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 you write them in such a way that it's not only intelligent, but relatable. So you almost feel like it's a friend talking to you instead of just reading an article, which is a talent in and of itself, uh, for you to be, be able to do that. And like I said, having a background in psychology definitely helps in that. Thank you. You just made my day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you um, coming on and, and, and trying this out with me and, um, and all of that. So uh, hopefully guys, uh, if, if, you know, uh, there's anybody else that's interested in being on the channel, if you want to shoot them my way and, and, and whatnot, um, is there anything else that you want to say before we close out um, um just so you know you if anybody else needs <laughs> what was that so i can give you back your day <laughs> so just if anybody else uh needs any help with any copywriting stuff or social media i've started to do some social media management too for a couple clients so if anybody needs help with that um hit, send me a message and, and guys, I'm going to have all of uh, Natasha's links for Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, her elephant journal and anything else that she has in the description below. And so make sure that you check, check that out. And uh, if you haven't already subscribe to the channel and ring the bell so that um, the next time that we have somebody uh, equal, I don't know if there's going to be any, but <laughs> someday <laughs> I'm totally going to have to cut that out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, um, so guys, uh, 
I'm going to have all of Natasha's information down below the links to Twitter and Facebook and the elephant journal that we've been talking about and ways that you can get in touch with her if, uh, if you have any questions or if you're interested in anything that, uh, that she's doing uh, the, um, with um, copywriting, which is copywriting with an R, right? W. <laughs> I need more caffeine. um okay copywriting with a w um (laughs) then then you'll have all 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 of her links and and any way to contact her in the description below so thank you guys so much for watching and we'll we'll see you soon (laughs) thank you thank you